only good vibes. A good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. The Knutsons. Have taken control as to bring you this special show. Who are the Knutsons? Only good vibes. Hey, what? Only good vibes is the plan. Only good vibes, good vibes. Okay, this is called the Knutson Effect. Those things, you all right? Yeah, good, man. Yourself? Yeah, all yeah, good. Yeah, all good. All good. That looks like an impressive record collection you've got back there. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, a that's, uh, that's not half of it, man. Uh, oh, that's a collection. That is year, years of dedication right there. <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit jealous. I'm, my four or five vinyls on the wall are looking pretty shit now, actually. Oh, right. <laughs> no, we do, we do have more. We do have more. They're the, they're the better ones that I've put up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the more obvious ones. No, that's quite a selection, Andrew. I like that. I'm, I, that's what I aspire to be. Oh, cool, man. Uh, How have you been on during lockdown and stuff? You've been keeping yourself busy? Yeah, very, very busy. Um, lots and lots going on. Um, you're still there. It froze, keep freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can, we can see you, okay? Okay, am I freezing at all? No, 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 you're, no, you're good. Right. That's all right. I've, I've never done it on desktop before. I've only ever used the app, so I don't know why. Why it's not letting me join? But there you go. No, it's all good. It's it's looking fine at our end. We're recording it like this, mate, so it's going to look no problem. Okay, cool. All good. How long have you been DJing in that, Adriel? You're collecting your vinyls, now. You've been in the game for a while. Um, yeah, DJing since I was thirteen. Um, buying vinyl since then. Yeah, so. Um, uh, at one point, probably had about I don't know five, six thousand records, something like that. Yeah. Um, been selling quite a lot of them, um, just digitising them and you know mm-hmm. making right. some space. But <laughs> for <yeah>. more. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, no. I think that's that. Those days are over now. I think. Yeah. Do, you, do you still DJ with vinyl occasionally as well, or is it just more like a kind of part time uh, vinyl? Occasionally, if I get asked to do like an old school garage set or reggae or something like that, you know, but um, the usual things, uh, I, t- I tend, yeah, tend not to not to okay. take it all out with me. But what I'm doing at the moment is I've got quite a big um, soul funk and disco collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, like, uh, you know, I've got loads of obviously house, garage, jungle, old school, mm-hmm. you know, all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I've just been going through a lot of my soul funk and disco and um finding finding all the gold all the samples um which uh uh i first sort of started going through years ago but um you know going going back through a lot of golden golden nuggets in that collection (laughs) mate it's uh yeah uh, yeah it's um, it's nuts. It's nuts. Like, can, uh, we, me and John, can we visit one day, Errol? Absolutely, absolutely, man. Yeah. Just leave it in there. I mean, this is actually this is kind of why I'm why I've been selling a lot of them is that I just don't get them out at all anymore. Yeah. So you know, they're just there collecting dust. I'd rather they were with someone who's actually going to put them to use. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what's your approach to production, Adriel? Would you do you prefer to? We were just talking about that before you came on. Do you dig through for old samples on the records and then go produce uh, edits that way? Then, uh, I mean, oh, it really, really depends. But um, so, I mean, yeah, getting into it, like 
uh, basically about have we started? Is this it, or are we? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, just go with the flow. Cool. We're not, we're not live. We're not live or anything, by the way. Don't worry. So, um, yeah, I, I was making, I was making disco house like uh, almost twenty years ago. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Putting out vinyls and stuff. And um, so at that time, uh, it's kind of what I was just talking about. I was going through, you know. A, a, I was going through all my vinyls at that point and finding all the samples. And luckily, because I'm a little bit OCD like that, I made notes on like every record's got a little bit of paper in it where I've made a note of where the sample is on track one, sort of this this far into the track, whatever. Um, so yeah, I've now been going back back through for all of them, just pull them out. Right, there's the sample. Yeah, and whereas back in the day I would have sampled it directly from the record, I'm now uh, get the digital version um, and work from that. Um, but having said that, um, there are quite a few where they're only available on vinyl, um, which are the those are the real gold ones because you know they're obviously someone out there is going to spot a sample, but. These are as close to unknown samples as you're going to get. You know, I mean, yeah, you can't, yeah. can't them. You can't. You know, you're just you're not going to find and them. Unless you actually go like properly hunting for them, like not many people are going to get yeah. a sample. Yeah, exactly. So um, that because I think you know, there's a lot of I don't know. It kind of feels a little bit like we've kind of hit a point where a lot of people are uh, using the same samples that we've heard a bunch of times before. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's fine if you can do something fresh with it then great um but yeah i think it's uh, it's so nice to know that there's there's a whole load of stuff out there that's that's not been touched mm-hmm. and uh it's i think the whole approach to sampling has kind of changed where it used to be about just finding that loop you know you just get that loop and uh you know filter it, stick drums over it, maybe a vocal or whatever. Um, but we're now at the point with with edits and stuff where we're kind of at a midpoint between edits and sampling where it's now acceptable to sample four or five minutes of a record, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> under it. Um, and again, I think that's great. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to do that, I want it to be a track that not, you know, I don't want to just be doing it for the sake of it. Oh, here's a track that everyone would play out anyway, but I've just stuck some extra drums on it, or you know, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd much rather it was something that people are not going to hear in a club unless yeah. it unless it's that particular edit, you know. Yeah. So, how so that's you, what like, how, how would you like get started with your track then? Do you kind of go looking for that sample to kind of give you that inspiration, or do you maybe get started with like a beat or whatever? Is there any particular process you like to follow? Um, so, uh, so at the moment, well, actually for a little while, I've kind of just had such a huge backlog of work. Um, you know, I've got just, I've just got so much stuff, uh, that I could be working on that it's kind of more about, right, what, what's going to be the most productive thing for me to work on today. Mm-hmm. So I've got a huge, huge bank of samples that, are waiting, sitting there waiting to be used. I've got a load of official remixes that, are, that, that people have, have kind of sent to me, which are waiting to be done. 
Um, then I've got the bootlegs as well, which is all, you know, um, so it's kind of everyone I, I kind of approach in a different way, but um, it's more about uh, having a real good think at the beginning of the day, right, what, what's, what is going to be best for me to work on today? You know, if there's anything with the deadline, obviously that takes precedence. Um, but then kind of looking ahead at release schedule and trying to keep a balance because I've got these kind of these three things, three different aspects going on at the moment, which as I say, which are sample based stuff, which I would call sort of original tracks, um, official remixes and bootleg remixes. Um, so approach all of them in different ways. Um, and uh, it's, it's nice because it keeps it fresh. It, it's a bit of a, uh, you know, we do working in different, uh, different ways every day. Yeah. Uh, so with a sample, yeah, it's all about sample. You'll, you'll, you know, just really get to know the sample and think, how can I, how can I work this best? Uh, often I'll start arranging a sample before I add drums or anything, you know, just to, just to hear how it's going to sound. Yeah. Um, with an official remix, it's, it's, it's for me, it's about really getting to the heart of the track, right? What, what, what is it in this track which? Um, which really speaks to me, which which you know, uh, which I want to bring out. Where's the where's the you know the what am I what am I going to keep and what am I going to throw away and then what am I going to add? Uh, and with the bootlegs, it's kind of similar, but with the bootlegs, it always starts with the acapella. Uh, you know, you don't have the acapella, you don't have you know, there's no point in. But for me anyway, I know a lot of people make bootleg remixes where they take a track, you know, maybe not an acapella, just a, a whole track and. Uh, work from that, but for me, uh, it's got to be the acapella and, and the original acapella. It, it sounds like you're a busy man. Are you finding time to sleep in amongst all that as well? <laughs> uh, I don't sleep. Sleep, sleep. <laughs> sleep on the vinyl. <laughs> thank, thank God you wrote all those notes out, Adriel. Thank God you wrote those notes. That's that's a time saver and a half, that isn't it? Um, I mean, it, it's kind of just. Put me completely ahead of the game like it, it's i mean you know i don't know if this is a topic you want to get into but it, it when i say i was making these tracks almost 20 years ago i mean it was you know disco house the first time around you know you're talking about yeah. kind of late 90s early 2000s um it it was you know I, I was making making a lot of stuff putting out vinyls um and but but i, I always had more more material than i could than i could really finish you know it was um with especially with vinyl you, you can't just be sticking out vinyls every week it's you know it, it's expensive and it's uh, you know time consuming and yeah. so yeah I, I i'm i look back now and i'm just so glad that i spent all that time you know and, it, and it's not it's not wasted time because at the time you know at the time it was great and i was making these tracks and brilliant and then obviously the bottom fell out of the final market and it all kind of had to be you know, to look at everything again, and for a long time I didn't make any disco house at all. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of felt like, well, you know, was all that worthwhile? Uh, you know, um, so it's so nice now to know, yeah, it totally was. Like this is the time to, to pull that stuff out. It's come back around. Yeah, it all come back around, and and also in kind of the in my my own journey where. You know, I went to went to the whole. With, with, I mean, with the sample-based stuff, I always kind of struggled with it a bit mentally because I'm a I'm a trained musician myself. I've you know, played played instruments from when I was very young, mm. um, and 
So the whole thing of working from samples felt a little bit, um, a little bit jaded to me. It was kind of like, you know, you, if you can play instruments, you probably should. So I was always kind of adding my own little bits on top of the samples and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was only really when I got into working with stems, multi-tracks, um, that uh, I kind of found that that happy medium where uh, I felt like I was being able to express myself creatively. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because you can do so much more with stems and with samples. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's through doing that work uh, that with the with the stems that I feel like I've now earned the right to be able to work from samples that people can listen to my and here okay he knows what he's doing he can he can work with stems he can you know a lot of stuff you'll hear on on those tracks is me playing uh you know the instruments yep Um, so it's kind of like okay people know that if they hear a jet blue jack track it's it's gonna have a certain level of musicality to it yeah yeah um so now when i'm going back and, and putting out stuff that's sample based it doesn't really feel like I'm cutting corners or, you know, uh, I have to prove myself in any way. You know, it's kind of like, uh, um, if, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Um, which is kind of my mantra. Really. What was uh, your, what's your approach using stems, Adriel, using stems in the, the multi-tracks and things? Would you obviously go through and sync everything up? Cause I know there's a bit of a debate between over warping things and over syncing the beats. Or letting it kind of flow, kind of loose, a lot more loosely. Would you just basically sync it all up first, spend the time doing that? Yeah, I mean that's that's a debate I haven't heard. I don't know, but again, I'll, I'll try and keep out the politics of the music. But I, yeah, I don't really know. But I haven't heard much about that debate. But um, I remember Joy Negro saying it. Joy Negro saying that it was just like some people were hounding him because he had basically synced it all up to the beat, and a lot, maybe a lot of the musicians were saying maybe they should have let it flow a little bit, but to put another beat on top of it. It kind of had to be done, I guess, didn't it? So maybe it was more the, the purists having a go. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're always going to have purists who, you know, who, who uh, thinks things should be done a certain way. Um, personally, I think that, that obviously there are rules to music, but they but they can be broken. And you yeah, know, yeah. as I say, if it sounds good, it sounds good. It doesn't really matter, okay. you know, how, how, where it came from um, or how it was made. If, if it works on a, on the floor, then great. Um, but yeah, for me. Yeah, I always, always sync everything up, and um, I think the way that you do that is kind of important. I think that um, you can, yeah, I, and I think specifically when you're dealing with samples, like you know, yes, with stems, but definitely with samples, the way that you that you sync uh, your sounds is. Um, it's gonna it's gonna affect the way that the track sounds. So, a lot of times we'll hear stuff, and I can hear it's been time stretched and maybe not particularly carefully. You know, like it, it yeah. just distortion in there or whatever. Um, but um, I I'll spend a lot of time um, going through thing, going through uh, multi tracks, but also samples as well. Yeah, I know a lot of people will use sliding software or whatever yep. i do it all by hand mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go into the track go into the audio and it de- definitely it. sounds like you do like a lot of 
prep work and like you prepare quite a lot beforehand before you even kind of get into making the track how long do you think it takes you on average to sort of get a track out there then like from from the start to conception to the finished product is that yeah it's very it's very very hard to say because um my days are often broken up you know i won't often spend a straight sort of 10 hours on on a, on a track yeah. um but yeah normally i'd expect to turn things around within a few days um but what you kind of hit on there is a big thing for me um you know producers all do things in their own way but for me i like to be able to hear the track in my head before yeah i sit down on it i i i, I, I want to i think it's it's so easy to just sit down on a on a you know on logic or ableton or whatever and just muck about and see what comes out and that's great and, and some amazing tracks have been made that way but um it's not very um it's not good time management you know for me time i, I talk about this a lot time management is so big for me it's, it's yeah. you know it, i don't want to spend all day looking for a synth sound or a, you know the right snare or something you know yeah. um, it's really important to to um just to, to really think about how how best to use your time you know if you're in an office job or something you wouldn't spend all day looking for the right color ink you know you just I'd, I'd, right. I'd, I'd spend all the day in the toilet to be fair on my phone <laughs> <laughs> that my ass, getting paid for it <laughs> is that is that good time management Andrew? um if you're getting paid then absolutely <laughs> what you're doing on your phone you're, oh yeah that's true. promotion we're only good vibes yeah and sending john uh, pictures <laughs> i don't send me those pictures jesus <laughs> yeah so uh, so true about time management with production wise there really is half the battle isn't it like just getting onto the program and just getting the ideas flowing before you start to get kind of scunnered with it i think really is half the battle yeah. yeah, I mean, for, for me, I think if you can if you can hear it in your head, then it's just all about just just finding a way of getting that onto the you know onto the track. Um, so for me, n you know, knowing knowing what what you're going to do is is the key thing. I think for, for me, I'm, I'm, I like to really. Um, I mean, you you have to leave a bit of room for for you know whatever happens in the moment. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a science as well as an art, and I think um, some people kind of don't don't really focus on that side of it. Yeah, I think yeah. that can well, happen a lot where you can like you say you can go in there and just start messing around, and before you know it, you spent like seven hours, but you've not really kind of got in that far with it. You know, you could have been a lot more productive with that time. Whereas you're saying if you kind of got a plan in place at the start, you know where you're going, and you're working towards yeah. the whole thing. Absolutely, and, and when I was a you know when I was a teenager, I used to you know stay up till one two in the morning, just you know working on on tracks, and and I loved that, and I learned so much from that, and I think kind of everyone kind of needs to go through that stage. Yeah. But you do you you should really in your journey reach reach a point where it becomes more business like, and it's and it is more. Um, uh, sectioning things off, you know, uh, right today, I'm going to nail that track and finish it and, yeah. you know, uh, whatever it takes, you know. Yeah. You've definitely got to be focused. There's no doubt about it because it's, 
time and it's given energy to it. I think it's the energy side of it because the longer time goes on, you find the ideas are just starting to flow away, aren't they? Starts to fall behind a little bit. Yeah, and, and not just that, but um, your your ears get tired. It's not just your brain yeah. that gets tired, your ears get tired. And, and again, I think people don't really put too too much thought into that. And, and you know, one of the, I, I do online one-to-one production tutorials as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things which comes up a lot is people saying, oh, I work on a track for hours and hours, and then I come back to it the next day and it sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, You're because, yeah, your ears are like any other muscle. You can't, you know, you wouldn't spend all day in the gym, you know? Yeah. So, um, I, I do, I try. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially um, using the headphones as well. If you're not using like a good set, set of monitors, or the, the headphones really kill your ears quite quickly, I find as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So, the, obviously, taking breaks is an important thing. But what I do to, to try and get around that fatigue is I'll pretty much always be working on uh, at least two tracks at once. Okay. And um, I'll work on one for a little bit and then close it down, open up the other one, work on that, close it down, you know, switch between the two. Um, and it's just a good way of keeping things fresh. And also, you never know what you're doing on one track might actually inform what you're That's doing on the other. That's a great idea. Yeah, never, to be honest, I've never thought too much. I've kind of ju- I thought it was just easy to get straight onto something else that's working, but just that making a point of just going between the two and seeing where it goes, that's a great idea, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, you kind of, for me, you know, I, I, I love producing. I'm, I'm, you know, obviously producing is a massive thing for me, but really remixing, you know, what I found is that remixing is, is my thing, you know. Um, I'd much rather start with something, mm. uh, you know, some sort of source material, than um, than a blank page. Okay. Uh, so the way I kind of try and approach it is that every time I open up a track, um, I'm I'm, re- I'm I'm starting the remix afresh. Mm. So you know, whatever I've done on that track yesterday, today I'm I'm remixing my remix. You know, I'm. Uh, if, if if this bit works and this bit doesn't, then just throw that away. You know, yeah, yeah. the bit that does work. And um, are you able to tell us what kind of remixes you're, you're working on at the moment, or is that, is that under wraps for now? Um, so uh, I've just put out this this one with Nightcrawlers. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and um, we've got another one that we've already done, which is um, yeah, really. <laughs> Really hot, really excited about that one. Haven't found, haven't uh, started sending out to labels yet. I'm sure we'll find a label for it eventually. But um, potential, yeah, real potential. Yeah, it's, it's a really good one. Um, and I've got another one that I'm working with them. I think um, you know when you when you find someone that you're on the same page with, it's, it's good to yep. you know to do as much as possible. So I think I'll probably be doing a few more with them. Um, I'm also doing a few bits with um, Damon C. Scott who. Is the singer from uh, Storm Queen Look Right Through? All right. Um, so we did a. I've, read, I've actually already done a couple of tracks with him, um, but yeah, I've got a couple more, a few more uh, coming, which uh, I'm very happy about. Uh, what else? I've just done one for uh, the Deep Sea Astronauts, I believe they're called. Uh, they've, anyway, 
some of the names see some of the names that are coming out right now they're great aren't they <laughs> what is it like? everybody's competing for the greatest name i think right now aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it used to just be yeah, Mike Smith and uh, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, with the bootlegs, um, I've got a, well, I, I've done a couple of mixes lately. I did the Disco Days guest mix and also did a, a, a live stream, and um, both of those I featured a lot of unreleased stuff, so you can you can hear a lot of my upcoming stuff in there. But I've, I've done a bootleg of. Um, uh, Whitney Houston, uh, I'm Your Baby, tonight, and uh, yeah, it's just, oh man, it's, yeah, it's, it's really big. It sounds like you've been mega productive throughout this whole lockdown anyway, you're definitely getting a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always pretty prolific, um, obviously I put out one, one track or DJ mix a week, so I've got to keep it. Uh, you know, keep the level up. But yeah, during lockdown, it's been yeah very very productive for me. Um, I also have another another job, which is um, I, I do screenwriting and directing. Awesome. Um, you ever seen that? You what was that all about? What would you do there then? Uh, so it's, yeah, just writing scripts and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a, a few films and documentaries and stuff. Um, so I've had a couple of writing projects um, going on as well during lockdown. So I've actually been busier than literally busier than I've ever been um which is yeah obviously pretty strange given given whatever you know the situation for everyone else um, but actually it's um obviously I've, I've been I've missed the DJing yeah um but not DJing has allowed me to um to spend a lot more time on on uh, making music and writing yeah, yeah cool yeah, yeah definitely yeah, I've busy. I, sets as well yeah Sorry? Are you still keeping the live sets going as well? Is that like a weekly thing? You said you're getting a mix out there once a week? No, I mean, what I do once a week is I put out some sort of material. Every, every Tuesday I put out either a bootleg remix, an official remix, an official release, or a DJ mix. Okay. Um, so every on my SoundCloud, every Tuesday, you're going to get something new. Um, some sort of content. Um, with the... With the live mix, I kind of just did it as a one-off. To be honest, I, I, I um, you know, I, I just wanted. It, it was kind of almost like a, uh, you know, something that everyone has to do, like during during lockdown. Like, you know, you want to look back and when this is all finished and say, oh, that was the one I did in lockdown. So yeah, I did that, and we had a good. It was me and my wife, and we, had, we basically just had a little party and, um, and, and with the camera running, that was it. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I do have, a, I've got my monthly radio show uh, on Stellar Force Radio, um, so yeah, I always, always do that. So that kind of, um, I tend not to do so many DJ mixes outside of that because, uh, you know, if people want to hear, hear my, my mixing, they can just hear, hear my radio show. Yeah. Yep. Is that Centre Force Radio, is it, Adriel? Centre Force? Yeah, Centre Force. Um, for people who don't know, it was uh, it's a radio station that was started as a pirate back in 1988, yeah. um, and uh, recently relaunched about almost two years ago now. It's, it's re- or, or, yeah, a year and a bit ago, it, it relaunched as a DAB um, legal station, um, and uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's a big focus on old school um, house. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of 88 to 91 sort of stuff 
um, but they allow me to do do my thing. So I go in there and, and play current house and disco, and yeah, they're, they're happy with that. So we're talking about the, yeah, the scene oh, back in the like 90s and early 2000s and stuff, and the disco kind of went away, but there's been like a bit of a resurgence with it again. I think, what, do you like feel there's any difference between now and then? Has it kind of changed anywhere at all? With the, the disco? Yeah. You mean sort of disco house now and disco house back when it... Yeah, but the difference between now and then type thing, do you think there's any, I don't know, difference in the scene maybe or the way the sounds are coming through than what it was previously? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of as as we were just talking about, I think back then it was more about shorter loops um, mm. and, and much more uh, the emphasis was on house rather than disco. Mm. Uh, whereas now, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's such a broad term now, disco. Mm. It, it, it covers such a wide range of music. Um, and, it, and I'm not surprised that we're now starting to see... Um, subgenres within that and splits where you know um what you do see is that there are certain djs who will play a certain type of disco and not a different type of disco and you know um it's you know that's uh that's great and you've got you know people who specialize got their little niches for me what i'm really reveling in is is how wide that 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 term disco is and and yeah. what you can how you can play with it um so if you see me doing a disco set uh, or if you if you listen to the set i did for disco days the guest set you, you're gonna hear a big variety of of music you know from from high energy disco house to to more sort of you know 118 bpm uh, straight disco um to to you know mashing stuff up that uh, with the with the disco days mix i put a mash up on there which was an old um garage track that, uh, that i um, cut up and stuck an r 90s r b vocal on it and it but it sounded disco so yeah. to me that's disco you know <laughs> I, I think it's um as i say it sounds good it sounds good doesn't doesn't really matter where where it comes from so yeah i, I really like I really like the freedom to be able to play, uh, even if 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 you, you say you're doing a disco set, or well, within that you could be playing five, six different genres. Yeah. You know? I'm talking about you know eighties disco and uh, yeah, <laughs> so much uh, you know. Quite a lot uh, of yacht rock. for creativity in there as well. Sorry. Yeah, there's quite a lot of freedom for creativity in there as well. You know, you don't have to go in any particular yeah. direction with it. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, kind of as I was saying before as well, you know, you can have sample based stuff, you can have live stuff, you can have, you know, official rooms, you can have bootlegs, you know, it, it's, um, um, there's a, there's a, for, for me, DJing's always been about um, an, an arc, you know, a, a journey. And, you know, I, I don't like to just do this, you know, I, I do like to, to have um, sort of ebbs and flows. And, um, yeah, I'm just really, really. Um, I think it's a, it's a it's a great time, and to, to be honest, I wish I could be out out there in in the, in the clubs, uh, you know, um, playing playing all these all this amazing music that, that that's coming out at the moment. You're you going to have loads to do, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. But we won't keep you too much longer, Rachel, because you're obviously a busy. In fact, you are probably our busiest guest. I'm not going to lie. You, usually, we get someone on and like, what what have you done during lockdown? The like, we made a cup of tea. 
knitted a scarf. Kind of basic well, stuff, you know? Well, it's, yeah. It's, guy with add-on. <laughs> it's, it's not... Um, it's not just just you guys who say that, you know, in every film, even in film and TV, you know, my, my friends who are into, you know, more into that side of things, everyone just always says, oh my God, you, you just, you do, you're always so busy. And um, it's just, uh, I mean, for, for me, if, if no one ever listened to my music again, if no one ever read any of the scripts I write, I would still do them, you know, I'm doing it. <laughs> It's, it's something I have to do I, every day. I have to I have to do music and I have to write. And, uh, Try and get a couple of hours sleep as well here and there. <laughs> you know what to do, Adriel? You, you need to get yourself a John. Get yourself a John. Get, get a lackey. <laughs> I'd, I'd love a PA, absolutely. Send them down. <laughs> when this is all over, I'll send them down. I mean, to be honest, that, that's, that's the fantastic thing about having good management. You know, uh, you know, I've got a fantastic agent for, for my writing and directing, and, and great. a great manager for my music, and it, it makes such a huge difference to to have someone else there just fighting your corner and, and um, putting in a bit of legwork for you. It's like it's taking things off your mind as well, where you can just then concentrate on the other things. You can really get focused on what you're working on. Like that, for me, that's just so important. The the last thing I, I want to be thinking about is is the ins and outs. You know, I, I just want to be be able to to you know. Cause the, I mean, that's the thing with with uh, both music and writing. There's no shortcuts. You know, it, 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 you you have to put in the hours. Um, and uh, yeah, mentally, you need to be focused. Yeah, so what's the, that, just before you go, early, well, what's what's the plans for the future then? Now that things are you know, the lockdowns kind of coming to a close now, we're slowly getting out of there. What, what's your plans for after lockdown's over? Um, well, I don't think any of us really know. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're hoping uh, that things will get back to as near normal as possible. I've, I've got no idea what, what actually that means. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty concerned about it all. I'm, I'm yeah. really... Uh, you know, a bit afraid for the industry. I, I really hope that it um, it does find a way through. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would, I'm really looking looking forward to getting back out there. Not not just behind the decks, but you know, to, to get out and have a have a good rave. I think it's yeah. you know it, it's so important for for everyone's well being. Yeah. Um, I've I've also just recently launched um, an all female live band who perform um, my. Uh, bootlegs and remixes and uh, mashups live on stage, All right. um, and yeah, we didn't we didn't even get a chance to to have our first gig. So um, yeah, I'm really hoping that things things open up again and get to um, get to actually uh, yeah go go on stage and and show the world what we can do. What, what, are called, what are they called? What they called? Have you got the a band name or is it just a? <laughs> it's Jetboot Jack Live. Jetboot Jack in the. <laughs> Something yeah. else. You need to think of another name, Jetboot Jack, and uh, oh, some. Yeah, the, the, the Jackets. Or the, <laughs> the Jetboot Jackets. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think we're just going with Jetboot Jack Live for the moment. But um, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of just uh, about again, just kind of opening up the boundaries. Like, how far can we push this thing? What can you know? What what can we do? You know, I, I hadn't really heard of anyone else doing that before kind of um, taking their own remixes and bootlegs and, and mashups, importantly, and uh, 
recreating them live. And um, it, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing it. We put together a, a promo video, which you can find online. Um, and uh, yeah, just just hope we get the opportunity to actually. So when you're performing that as well, are you like, do you have the decks there? Are you like playing and then having a live band alongside it, or are you can go and complete live band with it? Yeah. So I mean, this is this is what's so great about working from stems is that. Uh, so the, the live band is uh, two vocalists, um, guitar player, sax player, um, and uh, the guitarist also does percussion. Um, so what I've been doing is going back into my remixes, whether they're official remixes or, or bootlegs, pulling off the sax, pulling off the vocals, pulling off the guitar. So what you're left with is this amazing backing track, <laughs> which you know, um, and then I, I'm behind the decks mixing with the backing tracks, doing a bit of live live effects as well. Um, and then uh, the girls do their thing over the top. Really? Mm. It's, funny, it's funny that you should mention that because like, we do feel your pain a little bit because me and John, we actually had a, an Only Good Vibes event lined up that we were about to launch. Again, the same deal as yourself. And uh, we actually had a girl called Maeve playing live violin. So we were doing the exact same thing, stems, Multi-tracks, we were dropping the, the strings out of the, out of the multi-tracks and we were going to DJ the same. We haven't quite got as far as the, the full jackets yet, but we'll, uh, we're building our way up there. But I think that's a great, a great take on it, just to bring that live element into it, isn't it? Rather than just uh, DJ overload. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's kind of about creating an event, you know, a show rather than a club night, you know, or a gig, you know, just trying to involve, you know, I think the audiences really want something, uh, they want to see something special, you know, something that, that, that they haven't seen before and that, that no one's ever really going to see again in exactly the same way. You're never going to be able to recreate uh, whatever set you do one night, you're not going to be able to recreate the next night. And also, thankfully, because I've got such a big back catalogue, um, you know, we we we've got a huge repertoire where we can do you know uh, we can do an hour set and then the next night do a completely different hour. Yeah, um, really looking forward to seeing that all coming to fruition again. I think it will eventually. Obviously, a few maybe a few months down the line, but I'm really excited to see where that goes. To be honest, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at the video. The video kind of gives you a good idea of, of what we, what we're doing. Um, but again, things things are. Musically, things are moving so quickly, and uh, and I'm, uh, you know, every 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 day I'm working on new remixes. With and, and every time I do a new remix, it's like, oh, okay, that's another one for our portfolio for the band, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, even the even the stuff that we've done on the video. I'm like now, oh well, I'd, I'd do a completely different set now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that OCD kicking in again. You spoke about at the start. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just before yeah. we wrap things up, Adriel, just uh, for viewers who maybe haven't heard your music or seen your music, where, where can they find you? Where are you most active then on on the on the internet? Yeah, so I mean, um, the best place is SoundCloud. Uh, you, you, you know, if you, if you just go to SoundCloud, search Jet Boot Jack, uh, you'll find all my bootlegs there. Uh, the bootlegs are all um, available as free downloads, uh, so you can grab all of those. Um, the official remixes are all on there as well. Obviously, they've, they've got their links to um, Beatport and TrackSource and all that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and loads of mixes on there. I recently also did a mix for Head Candy, um, which was saying a little bit different, a bit more of a Guilty Pleasures uh, mix. Have you seen that? Yeah, I had that on earlier on today. Just It's a bit more obscure songs, isn't it? A bit more, just a little bit different. 
Yeah, a little bit different. I mean, they asked, you know, they asked me to do, to do a guilty pleasures mix, uh, and and I was just like, well, it's got to be guilty pleasures remixed, you know. So yeah. everything you'll hear on there is something familiar, but remixed in it in a way that you might not have heard it. Really? No, thanks. You mentioned as well that you do the uh, music production, you do the tutorials as well. Like, do you do like one to ones and things? Well, where can people find out how to get involved with that? With that? I mean, that is literally just send me a message on socials or an email, um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll book something in. Um, it's uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of catered towards whatever the client wants, really. Um, you know, it can be purely music theory. It can be uh, you know much more sort of hands on. Um, I've, you know, I, I do all sorts of topics, whatever whatever the client wants to focus on. Cool. Awesome. I feel we should have paid you for your time tonight, Adrian. I feel bad from taking you away from all this work. Oh, come on. It's absolutely pleasure to chat to you guys, and thank you so much for, for inviting me. Yeah, thanks no for coming. We'll catch, catch up with you soon, all right, Adriel? See you later on. Take care, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye.